everyone. Welcome back to It's All Light. Today we have a special guest, Adam Olpen from the one and only North Ogden, Utah. Adam, say hi. <laughs> hey everyone. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. So Adam, we're going to mix it up today. And instead of just asking a little bit about yourself, I'm going to ask you to share with us a story from your childhood. I want you to tell me one of your most favorite ever birthday parties. Oh man, one of my most favorite ever birthday parties. Um, it's probably a tie. Three years in a row, I went to classic skatings with my friends. Um, that was probably like fifth, well, maybe it wasn't three years, maybe it was two years in a row. Uh, third and fourth, maybe fifth grade, we went to classic skatings. And then um, it was just super fun. They had like, you know, the skating rink and then also like a bunch of blow up toys and like the arcade and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I been there many had, times. <laughs> yeah, I also had this birthday when I was, I think I was turning eight and um, this is going to sound really dumb, but a bunch of my friends and I, just a bunch of guys, I mean, I say guys like we were just little kids, but we all went to see who Reloaded because we wanted to see Lindsay Lohan. Um, and awesome. we watched that for my eighth birthday. Yeah. So I just remember being like super hyped and I thought the movie was really fun. And so, yeah, probably a tie between one of those four birthdays, I guess. Nice. That was a good movie. I remember when that came out. Me and my cousins loved it. I also no, remember I going. Oh, you haven't seen. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I've seen it either. Um, I also remember going to birthday parties at Classic Skating and definitely remembering that like middle section of blow up toys and I don't know. Yeah. That was the I would go to the one in Sandy. I don't know which one you would go to, but being from North We went to the one in Lake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lake. Super fun. Not I, too far. I love that people still go skating. I'm in a skating group chat. I've never gone with that group, but I'm in the group chat for some reason. <laughs> I don't even skate. <laughs> But, okay, that's super fun. A little bit more about Adam is that he went to Utah State and studied marketing and entrepreneurship and then moved to Vineyard, Utah. And that's how I met Adam and just through some mutual friends. And I've been impressed with Adam from the day I met him. He's just one of the sharpest guys. And I was like, I want him on the podcast. And I'm so grateful he's willing to come chat with us today. He also loves basketball, pickleball, salt slalom skiing. And bacon ranch quesadillas from Chili's. Absolutely. Do you race slalom skiing? No, I'm not like super good. I just think it's really fun. Um, my dad grew up slalom skiing here on Utah Lake, actually. Oh. And um, when I was like 14 or 15, we got a boat and I thought like wakeboarding was like the super cool thing to do. And so mm -hmm. I didn't really do <laughs> the wakeboard and like tube and stuff, but um a couple of years ago, I just was watching him do it. And I was like, this looks super fun. And so I started doing it and I've never, like, I haven't really wakeboarded since. I think it's a game changer. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. I've so. tried to get up slalom skiing and I think I've gotten up, but that's about it. And then I fall. So I haven't really practiced that art, but anytime you can boat and get in the water, it's, it's a good time. So that's super fun. Yeah, right. Um, Before we jump into what Adam is passionate about, I just remember hanging out with Adam one time and like on his bed, he had like his paper of his goals and he had a vision board and it was just like so driven and so smart. So 
I think today we'll get to hear little pieces of Adam and and his life. I guess you can see his vision board in the back of his video now that I'm looking at it. It's pretty cool. I love that. I think vision is just a key element to every entity of our lives, right? Like it's kind of that motivation, that driving force. And then you can work on discipline and, and make that vision board a reality. So when did you start doing those vision boards? Um, it was probably like my sophomore year of college. Um, I don't remember why or, or like who taught me that. Oh, you know, what? actually I did one in high school. Mm -hmm. I had it hung over in my room. Um, and then got home from my mission. I didn't really do one for about a year and a half. But then I was like, you know what? Let's do another one. And so I did. Yeah, I love and that's it. That's kind of like it's like the same one, but like things have been added and taken off as I've tried to like work on things and like make new goals and stuff. So that's awesome. What's one thing you're excited about working on right now? Um, from up there, I don't know. I have like some financial goals that I'm trying to hit right now. So always excited about those um yeah those are kind of posted up there in different ways but nice yeah a few of those yes Good for you well today what is something that you light up about that we're going to dive into oh man that's the question um well when you sent me this uh kind of a little bit of a questionnaire just to kind of prime me about what we'd be talking about today um i didn't really know like what to write i feel like there's a lot of things that I enjoy doing and a lot of things that I like would consider myself passionate about but in the sense of you know light and um you know like the light that people provide for other people and things like that I don't know I just think that one of the situations that I love the most is just like when everybody's comfortable around each other and everyone is like um I guess comfortable enough to open up not that you have to get like super vulnerable with everybody you talk to, but um, being in an environment where everyone's like pretty trusting of each other, I think is super special and it doesn't happen that often. And so that's one of the things that I like uh, being a part of the most, I would say. So creating that environment where everyone is happy. Yeah, I guess so. It's a lot easier said than done, but I think mm -hmm. it can be done because I've been there before, you know? Yeah. And you also mentioned that you love people watching. And how does that tie into this? Um, well, it kind of depends because I, I mean, I love people watching like kind of two different ways. One, I just love people watching, like whether you go to a mall or like an airport or something like that. And just people are just doing random things. It's so fun. Um, I love it too. Watching is fun. It's fun. But another way, I don't know. I just like to, if I feel like I'm in that environment, I like to just sit back and kind of just observe people and, um it's really cool to see people um just like interact with each other when they're comfortable with each other you know what i mean and so yeah i think that's cool and when you think about it like if i go to a party that i don't know anyone at like i have a hard time being myself and i have a hard time enjoying the people around me just because it's like generally i don't get super uncomfortable with people i don't know i, I like to make friends and meet new people but I've definitely noticed a difference of the scenes I'm in and how I feel when I'm around certain different people. And like when it's people I know and love and 
they they know and love me then it just like makes the experience that much more fun and I think that can be a possibility with new people too just your mindset your outlook and how you approach people what do you think yeah I think so too I think it it takes a like a little bit of effort to get people in that mentality um and kind of comfort zone and I think that that comes with maybe more exposure to each other and getting to know each other on a deeper level but yeah, like I said, I definitely think that, I mean, you've seen it too. Like, I definitely think that it's possible. Um, you look at like some of your best friends, people that you've known forever, and you know that you could just do whatever, say whatever, and they would love you anyways. And mm-hmm. I think it's cool when you feel yourself getting to that point with someone. And also when someone feels like, when it looks like that they get like to that point with you. So Adam, I'm going to dive deeper into what you were just saying. How do you cultivate those deeper connections with the people you meet? I think that it just comes down to effort. Um, if you want to have like surface level relationships with people, like that's a pretty easy thing to do and you can have that. And I'm not saying that you have to be best friends with everybody, but I definitely know that you can't, like the more effort you put in, the deeper your relationship is going to be with somebody. And I think that's like the main kicker. Like if people really want that in their lives, like they'll make it happen. Hmm. I think that's true. What does that effort look like to you? What have you either done for your friends? And then I can even share some examples just from people watching you and observing you in your life. But then also what have others done to you to make you feel that deeper connection? Um, that's a good question. I would say, um, I don't know, I think it just comes down to that effort that I was talking about, Um, whether that's reaching out, whether that's making plans. I mean, I know everybody's busy, right, with life, but um, I think if you want to get invited to things, you got to invite people to things, you know what I mean? If you want Mm -hmm. to, like, branch out, you've got to branch out. So um, whether that's remembering things about people and, like, bringing that up after, like, it helps them kind of feel a little deeper sense of trust to you mm-hmm. um, or with I think those are important and as far as like what people have done to me kind of just those same things like I, I really notice when people are genuine and when people kind of just surface level and like I said mm-hmm. it's not bad to be surface level people right like everybody has a lot going on in their lives and maybe they don't want to like have that relationship with me like that's awesome that's fine but um you can definitely tell there's a huge difference. Yeah. Something I've noticed with you is that whenever it's your friend's birthdays or your friends are graduating, like you spotlight them on social media, you like repost their post and you're so excited for them and you just show that you care in any way you can. And I really admired that about you. So I'm excited that we get to see where that comes from and how you've learned that and, and developed that. So Let's dive even more deep into this passion of yours and and let's like think of a scenario like Adam, do you have an experience where you saw a difference in how you were treating someone and like where you created an environment that people opened up in? Oh man, off the top of my head. <laughs> um <clears throat> Sorry, could you could you say that question one more time? Yeah, um, maybe I'll cut this out too because that didn't make any sense. 
Um, I kind of want you to just share any kind of story. So I'll cut from 13 to 14. I'm trying to think. What I was trying to ask is like an experience where you like maybe like watched a group or you, the environment was one way and then you were like, oh, this, I want this to be a different way. And then you like switched it. Or like, how do you cultivate these environments? Like, is it when you plan an activity and you do that? Or is it when you show up somewhere and you try to create that environment? That's a good question. Um, first and foremost, I want to say, I don't think that you can like force interaction. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a, I don't, I don't know a lot of people that try and force interaction between like, to other people like say you're at a game night right and like it's kind of weird vibes or whatever because there's a bunch of groups of people that don't really know each other there's like maybe two or three from wherever you know um all coming together they don't know each other but i do think that you can be that you know like take the initiative and maybe like if you know somebody like go talk to them and then you can be like okay well hey did you like meet these guys like we can go meet these guys I think the most like the thing that's like most awkward about human interaction is kind of the uncertainty before the initiative is taken. Like, do I go talk to them? Are they going to come talk to me? Like, what's going to happen? Is this just going to be like a, like a looks across the room the whole time? Um, but I think that if you are able to just go for it, like it makes a huge difference. And through that, I've been able to actually like a bunch of friends and also like, kind of merge friends like i have this kind of friend group and then these guys and then we kind of merge together and mm -hmm. everybody's and has fun with each other and now we all hang out yeah i love doing that like whenever i throw a party i just kind of invite the most random people from all random circles just because you never know which friends will want to be friends and then i i think i do it in a selfish way i just kind of yeah, want, just kind want of want certain people certain people I'm echoing. Hold on. Oh, our audio is going crazy today. Okay, I think that's better. Yeah. So I like to mix and match like so many different types of people because it's fun to to allow others to un like to realize that they can be friends with more people than they thought. Or I don't know. I just think I view everyone as my friend, which is like super vague and kind of hard sometimes because everyone has a lot of different meanings for what a friend means, right? I've tried to change my wording to call more people I meet acquaintances based off of what I define as a friend. But Adam, how would you define friend like you in your life? I think it's as simple as just someone who you care about and they care about you. Um, I think there are definitely friends that put in more effort that you see more around, you know, but I think it just boils down to like what they think of you and what you think of them. And if it's like fairly similar, obviously then they could be a friend, you know, mm. um, I have friends that I talk to every single day. I have friends that like, I don't, I haven't talked to in a year, but I know that if we started talking, like things would be just normal, you know, and I'm sure you do too. What about you? Yeah. yeah. I think for me, a friend, I, like you said, it goes back to that effort, right? But life changes all the time and like my best friend growing up like she's married and has a kid and a kid on the way but anytime she's in town we always just catch up and just jump back right 
from where we started. Like, it's as if we're in high school again. We're just that kind of friendship. And I know I can, like, yeah. text her for anything, but at this stage in our lives, I know she's incredibly busy, so I might not get a text back for a few days. But, like, to me, like, that, I don't take that personally. I know exactly where we are, and I know that, like, nothing will deter from our friendship. And so there's, like, those friendships that you have your close circles, and then I have other circles of just friends that if I need something I know I can reach out to or if like after a breakup or after a date and I wanted to share about it I have those certain friends I can turn to and then from even from like another circle apart from that are just friends I have fun with friends that I know like to do parties and or come follow me's and different things like that so it's just I think a matter of expectations too I think one of the biggest things in a well what's the word just like a, a developed and genuine relationship is that it is two-way and that they're putting an effort as well because it's so hard to just give and give and give and not receive um I think yeah. the more you give the more you have open to receive but it's a friendship feels so much better when you know that they'll take care of you as you try to take care of them in whatever they need help in so yeah well here's my question to you how have you dealt with that like if you because i know you you're a giver right you're super mm -hmm. selfless super other <laughs> um like how have you dealt with that if you've encountered maybe a situation where you feel like you're giving way more um you know obviously you would you would give anyways because you're you mm. but when you feel like you're kind of it's in balance you know and you feel like you are the one putting in all the effort and not really receiving anything. Mm -hmm. What 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 have you done in your past? It's hard and you're too kind to be talking me up like that. I feel like I'm so bad at it. And there's times where I'm just like so bugged with my friends or, or I have this toxic trait where I'm really good at feeling left out. And I've been that way since like middle school or even just with like my cousins or I had friends that wanted to hang out with my older sister and not me because she was the cool one and the, pretty, and the pretty one. And then I would just like go in my bathroom and cry. And I was like, what, seven years old? And, and I got really good at feeling sorry for myself, which kind of helped build my personality in the sense that I'm like not afraid to talk to anyone and I can go be friends with anyone. And I find those people who don't have friends because I've been in that spot. And I have to remind myself that when I get into these little low spots of like, oh, why didn't my friends invite me to this or that thing? Like, oh, I thought they were my friend. Wouldn't they think to invite me? Like too often I get those thoughts in my head and I know they're not healthy. But what helps me is just kind of lowering my expectations, which is hard to to accept that you need to do that. But people are changing and literally everyone is going through so much and they're so busy and if you fall off their radar like you can't take that personally and it doesn't change anything about you and it doesn't change anything about them you just kind of have to adjust and be like you know what like that's okay that they're not inviting me for whatever reason and just go invite someone else and go create your own thing you know to kind of fill that void but I feel like that best friend I was talking about earlier, when we both graduated high school, she went to BYU and I went to UVU. I didn't have a car. And so Provo and Orem seemed pretty far without a car. And I remember we kind of became a little distant. And I was so sad because we had done everything together in high school. And then all of a sudden, I like never hear from her. She's about to go on her mission. I was getting ready for my mission. And I was like, 
why aren't we hanging out? Like, this is so weird. And I don't know what she would say about this. I should call her and ask her. But like slowly there were little things that she started doing to like show that she was still my friend and still invested. And like we both got our mission calls. We both went on missions. We like talked our whole missions. And like to this day, we're still just best friends. It was just one of those little transition periods of we're both doing different things in our lives, but that doesn't mean we still can't be friends. Um, I just felt like I was putting in more effort, but it wasn't being reciprocated and it was hard, but it was just a matter of even communicating that too. Sometimes it's not a bad thing to just ask like, hey, I really like would like this from you and I hope I can be that for you. I don't know. It's scary to think about having those conversations, but that's been my experience. I just talked a ton. It's your turn. <laughs> no, that's, I think that I agree. Um, I feel like the, the older I get, like the more I realize how valuable time is um, and who I spend it with is even more valuable. Um, I'm kind of like a quality time person. And so I don't have to be like doing much, but I love just being around people that I care about. Um, and so I feel like, you know, as you grow older, like maybe some of the older relationships that you have or like people, for example, like I have a bunch of friends in North Ogden and, you know, like they are at different places in their life than I am. And like lots of them are like married and have kids and stuff. Um, so obviously like our communication is different now. But as I said, I know that like no matter what happens, I think that we would be just kind of like right where we left off whenever we do talk. Mm -hmm. uh, then there's the relationships where like, you feel like you're putting in a lot of effort and you don't um, feel like it's reciprocated at all. And like you said, it's kind of tough to figure out what to do because time is so valuable. And um, I don't know. I just feel like if I feel like I'm not being reached out to as much as I, I am, I kind of tone it down a little bit, but every so often I'll just reach out and be like, Hey, you know, I hope things are going well. Like that takes like five seconds to write on your phone. And, and it really isn't like, you don't have to, you don't have to like prove anything, you know, to them. You don't have to be like, okay, I'm like the bigger person. Cause I'm the one reaching out. But if you send it from like a matter of like a perspective of love for them, then like, who cares really? Like they know that you still care for them and if they reciprocate that awesome if they don't you know that that you still love them so mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know, it's kind of hard, it's a tough place to be in especially if you really care about someone and and you feel like you don't you aren't getting anything back but mm -hmm. i think the best thing you can do is love people no matter what yeah which i is, agree the, yeah well but, adam i feel like you're you're great at loving all people like you're so friendly to everyone you meet so um you mentioned in this questionnaire I had you fill out, you mentioned that when you help people feel comfortable and happy in an environment, it just helps ease up maybe tough things they're going through. Have you had an experience like that before? Um, I don't know if I could say an experience, but I, maybe I could say from my experience, I know that like, um, like for example, let's say I'm going through something hard right now. Um, and I'm just like at home alone all day, whatever, just in my thoughts, in my feels. I know that there are people that I could go to. And even if I didn't tell them what I was going through, just their presence and like their care would make me feel 
better, you know? And I think that we mm -hmm. all, um, and those people are like special, you know, um, because they don't even need to like know what you're going through, but it's a noticeable difference being around them. Um, when you're like going through something tough, which we mm -hmm. all do. Yeah. Hmm. What about that presence? Cause I, I'm that's the same way for me. This sounds so silly, but for me, I've had some close friends in the past where like, if I'm like, I remember we were driving like to my parents' house for dinner and this was just like a mission friend. We had never dated or anything, but I remember I was just like freaking out and I was so stressed, had so much on my mind. And I was just like, can I just hold your hand? And he just like held my hand in the car <laughs> and like immediately that calmed me down. And I was just like, oh, I'm fine. Like, or occasionally if I have a close friend that I'm comfortable with, like just to cuddle and be held and just like have that physical little touch for me, like that kind of calms me down a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like whatever I'm going through is going to be okay. And I think that's super important. But like you said, just the presence of some people, just maybe even if you seek them out and maybe you just show up at their door with cookies, even though you're the one feeling sad, just chatting uh -huh. with them can help you feel better. And that's yeah. something I've, I've noticed there's been a void in my life of that. Like I haven't been as aware of that in my life as much. Like I've been trying to think of ways I can incorporate service back into my life because I just know like there's a distinct line of helping you feel better when you're serving others. So I love that we're able to talk about this. And I think environment is something we can create, which I love thinking of, like no matter where you are or who you're with, like you have the power and potential by what you say and how you act to create a space where people feel comfortable and happy. Yeah, I completely agree. Like you asked earlier, um, kind of what like one of my life mottos is. And I didn't really think of this at the time, but what I've done, what I've kind of like had all around me at all times, whether it's like in writing or like a, a note written or like on my phone background, it's just like create your life. Um, because I too, I think that you have the power to like create what you want to out of your life. You can live the life that you want to live, whether that's like spiritually, temporally, um, emotionally. I think that everything comes with practice, but um, I don't know. I just think that we have like some divine power within us to actually create the surroundings that we want to have, whether that's good or bad. I mean, sometimes like subconsciously, we're just like negative people. And that's when we feel like more negative things come, you know, when we're like more pessimistic, but when we're optimistic and we have like kind of the glass half full, we tend to see things better and then more like better things tend to happen to us. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So manifest I, into the universe, right? <laughs> I really believe in that. Um, and so I would say that that's like one of the things that's kind of my self proclaimed motto, I guess. Create your life. Yeah. So how have you done that? How do you live your motto? Um, I would just say, I think it might, I don't know. I'm like a goal kind of oriented person. And so one way that I've done that actually this year, I, at the end of last year, I came across this Instagram post and it was talking about like manifesting and like law of attraction and stuff. And I like to some degree, really, <laughs> a lot of the stuff, maybe not like to the extent that most people do, but 
someone suggested that you write a letter to yourself and have it dated like December 31st, 2022. Hmm. And so you read a letter to yourself every day. That's like supposed to be for the end of the year, talking about all the things that you accomplished during the year. And you read it like once or twice a day. And so I, I like write as if it were past tense, even though it's like stuff that I want to accomplish that year. And I, I don't think, a lot, I mean, people say that you can overestimate what you can do in a year, but underestimate what you can do in five. So I think a lot of the stuff, to be honest and to be realistic, I don't know if they will happen, but I know that I'm a lot closer to achieving those, whether that's like temporal, spiritual, financial goals, whatever. Um, I know I'm a lot closer than I would have been if I didn't have those on my mind, like all day, every day. Mm, yeah. So, so you've been reading this letter every day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Back in 2018, there was this guy that I served my mission with and we ended up dating. But I remember like the first week when we like connected, we would just like FaceTime and talk about goals. And it was that past tense mentality. It was like, okay, before bed, write down all the things you're going to do the next day, but write them as if you had already done them. Like, I'm going to call my aunt about coming to visit her in New York. I'm going to make my bed. Or, or no, I made my bed. I called my aunt. I ran 10 miles. Like, whatever you plan to do the next day, like, you've already done that in your head. And at another, like, this is such a true principle, at another, um, conference I was at as an ambassador at UVU for leadership we had this guy come speak to us and he played us a clip of this famous runner guy who won the race and when he was being interviewed after they're like how'd you do it and he's like I had won this race a thousand times already in my head and it's just such a powerful concept that I'm so happy we're talking about because every time I record a podcast there's always something that I'm like okay how can I be better at this in my life? And this, that's kind of my like selfish reason, reason for doing this podcast is because I love learning about these things or relearning and the continual effort to try to do better at this in my life because it's so hard to do these things. But talking about it, like reading your letter every day, like it, every little bit helps. So that is so cool. I love that. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. yeah. I I will say I haven't read it every single day, but I've been like surprisingly consistent, I think. That's awesome. I'm going to have to go do that later tonight as a journal, write my letter. I have my intentions for the year that I try to review at least once a month, but a letter of what I've accomplished, I think that's really cool. Lately, I've... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say to take it to another level, um, one thing that I actually did is I recorded myself reading it. Ooh. And... I'll just like, if I feel like I'm too lazy to read the whole thing out, then I'll just put my headphones on and just listen to myself reading the letter out loud in past tense. So that's cool. That's a great idea. I mean, kind of interesting, right? I recorded my patriarchal blessing so that I could listen to it in my, in my own voice. And that's cool. Just because sometimes it's so much easier to listen to something as you're doing something. So hopefully as you're folding your laundry, you're listening to this podcast and like, getting these ideas that you can implement later in your life, but create your life, write the letter. I love this. Um, you also mentioned just having a positive outlook on life. This is something I feel like I've been blessed with. Like generally I can see 
have generally I have a positive outlook on life. But it's so funny, though, when I think back at different experiences, like what I was sharing earlier about like having pity parties, like I can be super negative just internally. And no one really would guess that about me because I don't really show that because that's not the person I want to be. But it's it's definitely in there. And I think everyone kind of has that in themselves, too. So what helps you have a positive outlook on life? Um, I would say. I mean, I agree with you. I think that I also can be um, maybe a little negative in my head, but I always try and keep like a happy face. I don't know if that's more towards like a, a fake it till you make it. Like, I think, you know, sometimes you do have to feel the feels, right? And you do have to feel like the sorrow or the negative or the anger or whatever that is. Yeah. But there comes a point where you have to make a decision, you know, internally and you have to say to yourself, like, am I going to let this affect me for a long time? Or am I going to like choose to control my emotions? I don't know. This is kind of like a controversial. (laughs) I personally feel like you can train yourself um, to choose the way that you want to feel. And so if someone like offends you, um, you're kind of choosing to be offended. hundred percent. <laughs> and I know that a lot of my friends, like, they'll be like, Oh, you made me feel bad. Or like, Oh, that, that like makes me feel bad. And I'm like, you're choosing to feel bad just as a yeah. joke. Um, but I think there is some truth to that. And obviously like, I don't, I don't know anyone who is like a hundred percent like controlling of their emotions. I don't. Um, yeah, it's, it seems impossible sometimes. It's something that I definitely think is, um, possible to like improve for sure. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it comes down to that. Just like your choice. Like, what are you wanting to happen? Cause sometimes we do just want to feel bad. You know, we do want to feel bad. (laughs) We want to feel that sorrow for a while, but, um, there comes a point where you have to decide and, maybe you decide you make the decision that you want to feel better, but you still don't, you know, cause it's hard to like control your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to kind of like fake it till you make it, I guess. That's what, that's yeah. kind of what I would say. Sometimes I do. Um, yeah. I also don't like when people kind of like treat me differently if I'm like going through something hard, mm. I don't know if some selfish part of me that doesn't want like, I don't know help or attention or whatever oh, but that's so interesting kind of fake it like that too because I'm like I don't want people feeling bad for me because everyone's got their own stuff you know mm, so that is super interesting to think about know. like that was a mouthful but I don't know no I agree with what you said about you can create what you feel because you <laughs> your thoughts are what you feel so and you can control your thoughts and yeah it's a a balance of you have to let some feelings just go through. My favorite analogy I've ever heard was, let's say you're in a pool and you have one of those big beach balls and you're just holding on to it. And let's say that beach ball represents things you're going through or like a hard thing and you try to push it underwater. What happens to a ball when you try to push it underwater? It just explodes, right? And, And kind of makes a mess. So when you try to just bury what you're feeling or burying a hard experience and it could explode later. So instead you got to like hold on to it for a minute and then let it just like float away. And that's kind of helped me understand my feelings and like you have to get curious about your own thoughts and, and work on catching yourself in those thoughts and be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What's causing me, causing me to be so frustrated. And then from there 
you're a little bit more self-aware and that can kind of calm you down and then you can from there move to the next step of of finding that positivity back into your life sometimes it takes days sometimes it takes weeks maybe even months depending what you're going through and i don't know at least for me some of my hardest struggles and trials like are still in the back of my head despite Mm -hmm. great things happening in my life like one song or one little thing can trigger everything so we have to just give ourselves some grace in the process but just remember that a positive look outlook isn't toxic positivity i feel like people are all about that right now and they're like you don't need to be positive all the time which is true but it's still available to be found when you're like ready to finally accept it do you agree yeah i think it's just all about balance Mm. so i definitely agree balance dive say more about that oh say more about balance (laughs) well i think so too i think um i never heard that phrase actually toxic positivity but I do think that there is um, a lot of truth to that because if you're just like overly optimistic, kind of ingenuinely optimistic, then you're kind of setting like unrealistic expectations, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and you kind of, I don't know, maybe through subconscious or what was it? Toxic positivity. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're kind of like neglecting what you're actually trying to go through or like what you need to go through. Yeah. Um, Whereas if you kind of harness that and just take it one step at a time, um, then you can learn what you need to learn from whatever you're going through mm-hmm. and um, actually benefit from it what you are supposed to. Yeah. It's all about learning. Literally, everything is about learning. My parents shared a story from going to church um, that there was a comment said that was a little bit harsh about another member in the in the room and or a family member of the member and then another member commented like you know what this this life isn't a test like it's it's a learning process it's a classroom like it's not the end results it's not pass or fail at the it's it's all a big learning experience and when we start to view ourselves more that way then it's easier to see others in that way like the more accepting of our own weaknesses, the more accepting of other we- others' weaknesses we will be, and then we can better see them in a light. And then circling back to to the main topic is when we're with other people, we have a better idea of how we can make an environment where everyone's happy and in- able to enjoy life. Yeah. Along with the learning, we have to enjoy it too. It's true. There's a lot to enjoy. So in my little questionnaire, I asked an uplifting takeaway and you talked about the golden rule. And then what's the one step further from the golden rule? Okay. Yeah. So this has been something that I think I kind of got a grasp on in high school. Um, The golden rule is all I heard about, like treat others how you want to be treated. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that I found out fairly quickly that like, not everyone wants to be treated how I would want to be treated or that you would want to be treated. And so, and I I think maybe I heard this from someone, the platinum rule, right? That's not Mm -hmm. something made up, Um, but it's to treat others how they want to be treated. And to do so, you need to like put in a lot of effort, I think, to get to know someone um, like enough to where you'd be able to kind of gauge that and kind of discern 
how they would want to be treated. Not that you're going to be like different with every person, but I definitely think that there's a balance between um, just being the same to everybody flat across and like being able to, um, I don't know what the word is, but kind of like meet people's needs in terms of like a social aspect, um, how they would prefer, you know? Mm, so it's true. Yeah. Some people think like swig is so big and you can go drop a swig off at someone. But like for me, I don't drink soda that often. I do appreciate swig. I'm not deterring from that, but like, for you me, <laughs> no, but like for every, everyone has preferences, like literally everyone, even if they don't say that, or even if they don't say they have favorites, like my mom says she doesn't have favorites of anything, but I know she totally does. Cause I know her. Right. And so the more you get to know someone, the more able you'll, you're, the more able you are to help them and even start recognizing where you could help them. And mm -hmm. I think generally people in our world want to help others like that is a goal I think everyone wants to strive to be like just because it is just something that helps our world be a better place and like all the things we've talked about today kind of help build yourself up and create your life and you want meaningful relationships in your life there's a quote that I posted on my Instagram a little while ago that a friend had posted and it was was like through many studies, like the happiest people in, in the surveys were people who had strong relationships and strong support groups. So I think the more we keep talking about this, the more able we become at being this and living this. So I love that. Thank you for sharing everything, Adam. Do you have any last thoughts? Um, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think this was definitely mutually beneficial. Um, I really appreciate all the stuff that you shared too. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we can do a follow-up in a few months or whatever. And Oh, for sure. <laughs> I could talk for days. That's why I started the podcast because I love just talking about anything and everything. I love interviewing people and picking their minds apart because I think everyone, no matter who they are, has something to offer and has a story. So I'm so happy we could learn more about you, Adam. You also shared a quote that I want to end on, and it is, isn't it amazing to think that some of the greatest and happiest days of our life have yet to happen? So with that, everybody, I encourage you to go write that letter of the things that you are going to accomplish and write it in past tense and then read it and just see what can happen. And we're going to follow up with Adam too and, and see how that goes for him. And wow, we're already in the eighth month of the year. Christmas is coming, you guys. So enjoy your summer. Find things you're passionate about. Contact me and we'll have you on the podcast. Again, Adam, we're so happy you spoke to us today. And everybody have a fantastic week. See you later. Light, spread the light. Light the passion. Bye.